Without a gun and a badge, what do you got? A sucker in a uniform waiting to get shot. By me, and with a gat, it don't matter if he's smaller or bigger. And as you all know, E's here to rule. Whenever I'm rolling, keep looking in the mirror. And there's no cue, yo, so I can hear a dumb motherfucker with a gun. And if I'm rolling off the eight, he'll be the one that I take out, that get away, while I'm driving off laughing, this is what I'll say. Fuck the police. Yo, fuck them. Straight, um, straight from the underground. That's a, that's a, that's a, a, a original lyrics from Ice Cube. Welcome to the Continue Podcast, everybody. Uh, I think we just dated ourselves with that slow jam. Did we? Uh, well, I mean... It's a classic, it's, though. W- no, anybody, anybody who listens to this episode will now definitively know it's the first week of June in the year oh, 2020. Oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for archival purposes, you know when this one's being recorded, everybody. Yeah. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello. Uh, this is Continue Podcast, episode 72. Uh, this is a show that's uh, pretty much about video games. Pretty much. Uh, and every now and again, it's about Raul Julia being a national treasure. Uh, rest in peace, Raul. Uh, with me... As always, are my two wonderful co-hosts with Staff Roberts, the Dave Roberts. Now, I make a bunch of General Schwarzkopf references just to throw off the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) More like Desert Storm. Yo, have you guys guys seen this new show, Lost? It's uh, (laughs) written by a guy named Damon Lindelof. He's he's uh, going places. (laughs) I've been watching it on my standard definition television, and it is... Okay, look, I have have three CRT televisions (laughs) in this room alone, so I... I have wait, fallen why do you, into Wait, wait, wait. Why do you have three? Why don't you just plug everything into one? Okay, so I have I have the tiny PVM, which is like my really nice one, like, okay. like a professional video monitor. I just wanted to see how it looked. It's real nice. Okay. Uh, then I got I had one that I got off of Facebook a while ago just because like when I was first getting back into like retro games, I needed uh, any CRT. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, then I found one on uh, Facebook that had component inputs on it so I get better picture on it. So now I, I, I need to get rid of some of these. But it sounds like the first one, the, the one, the first one you got should yeah, go. Yeah, the yeah, crappy okay. one's right. going to go. All right, now, now we're really going to date this show. Did you guys ever see the episode of Taxi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode of Taxi... Um, Children listening, there used to be a television. A taxi, uh, children, you, you, Uber? was what people like a, used it was like before, Uber. <laughs> before a lift. Was there was, you would just walk up to a car and give somebody money. Sometimes uh, they would ignore you. Sometimes. Yep, sometimes. Danny DeVito used to tell them where to go on a television program. Uh, there is an episode shortly after Andy Kaufman left the show and Christopher Lloyd joined it. Oh my god! Where, yeah, where Christopher Lloyd's character wow. is like Jim, telling right? everybody that yeah, Jim, that yeah. Christopher Lloyd is like working on something amazing, and everybody's got to find it. And he just like vanishes, and finally they go to his his apartment, which is like this terrifying loft in Bushwick. It was the seventies. <laughs> Bushwick was a scary place. It's not like where Moby owned a building. Uh, <laughs> and they, they go Moby. in. 
fuck that guy. Fuck you, Moby. Uh, they go into <laughs> they go into his house, and it's just like a wall. Of standard definition televisions. It's just like 50 TVs, one on top of the other. Oh my god, I do remember this episode. And Christopher Lloyd Christopher Lloyd is like, What are you guys doing here? And they're like, You said you've been working on something amazing. You haven't been in work in days. He's like, Oh yeah! And they're like, Well, what's what's the amazing thing? Why are, What are all these TVs? He's like, What are you talking about? And the, it takes him a little while to realize that A, he'd been assembling a wall of televisions, and B, that's what he was talking about. Dave, that is where you are going to be by the year 2024. That's. Well, um, have all of the systems hooked up to each one. All um, of the systems. All you'll, you're playing at once. Like, that's uh, actually a really cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just have Like an art bank. installation. That'd be right? kind of like, You could have. Because Resident Evil 2 was on everything. So you could have every version of Resident Evil 2 playing. Oh, that would be tight. That would be so awesome. So it's like the PlayStation 1 version, the N64 version. Yep. Yep. GameCube. Listeners, do that. Emulators don't count real hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. emulator doesn't count. It's got to be the real thing. Resident Evil 2 on every system challenge 2020. There it is. There's the and the. Person I used to with have that, every single version of Resident Evil Two. Are they all I, gone? Uh, oh yeah, They're I still have uh, I still have the GameCube one, but the rest are gone. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Uh, that that person with a brilliant idea is none other than Susan Art. Hi, Susan. So I've been watching Ducktales. Talk, yeah, yeah DuckTales. you've also dated like we. I have no idea when this episode is supposed to take place now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I've been I've been watching New Ducktales. That show is genius. Yeah, it's real good. It's oh really my good. god, it's so good. But like, mm-hmm. not in the super self aware. You know that the it, it's not. No, it's just it's good. Not, it's just good. It's just, it's just good. A good show. Like, yes, your kids can watch it absolutely. But it's just like it's not a Rick and Morty kind of. Not that sort of. <laughs> it's just real good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I genuinely yeah. laugh out loud at least once per episode. And the voice work in it is exceptional. Very Everything about it is really good. The first episode, like, I find the first episode of that show to be a, a wonderful, like, mission statement mm-hmm. of, like, this is what you're going to be in for. Like, Webigail getting to know Huey, Dewey, and Louie and just, like, sort of getting all of those personalities out in front when they go to an arcade is fucking genius. I'm Oh, Susan, I know. All right, so you're watching DuckTales because of HBO Max, correct? That is correct, yes. Yes. No, 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 uh, no, no. I am watching it on Disney Plus. I am oh, you're watching, watching uh Aqua Teen Hunger Force because of <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> look oh my god. Look at my pool. It's tearing <laughs> ass around the backyard. I... But it's staying still. Still waters run deep! <laughs> Carl's my hero. I don't know if I would if I would work out of the hole. (laughs) (laughs) The Highlander was a documentary shot in real time. Oh my god! It's now we're just gonna quote Aqua Teen Hunger Force at people. (laughs) I I do find though that like you talked about like Rick and Morty before. Like people are like, oh, Rick and Morty is so cynical. That's somebody that's never gotten drunk and watched an entire season of Aqua Teen Hunger Force Truth. in a single sitting. By the Truth. end, you need to fucking take a shower. It, like, the <laughs> darkness is... But it's so good! 
Oh, it's so funny. I think, I don't know. Okay. If I hadn't watched it when it came out, I don't know if I would still find it funny. But Master Shake kills me. He's so funny. He's so funny. Oh, oh my God. What was I watching recently? Lyra was, my, my child was uh, obsessed with a television show where one of the principal, and it's like for children. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, it, might, it might be Doc McStuffins. It might have been Doc McStuffins, but one of the principal characters was, their voice was Master Shake's voice. Oh, no. That's no. the same guy. And I was just like, I can't, can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> it's like when the, just, the guy who's Archer just does yeah, like, regular yeah. soup commercials. Like, oh, no. God. The guy, the guy who does Archer, H. John Benjamin. Oh, he's, he's so good. He's my favorite side character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He's Moth Monster Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to get to this light. If you guys don't turn that light back on, I'll have, lay down on do this you, horn. Have you guys heard? Time. Have you guys heard his jazz album? It's the funniest thing I've ever. Okay, Susan, I'm gonna look up the name it, of this uh, Susan, because you would find it's, it's so alienating and like. It would be the kind of thing that I told you was really funny, and you'd just be angry at me it's for like, a week yep, for yep. thinking well, it was it's, funny. It's, it's like he, it's like you and your friends get high. One of you <laughs> says, "Man, I don't know how to play an instrument. Wouldn't it be funny if I found a bunch oh, of people no. who knew how to play jazz and I played with them, and we recorded an album, and then they did that?" Yes. Uh, it's called "Well, I Should Have." With an asterisk and then subtitled "Learned How to Play Piano," and so he got like really accomplished session jazz musicians to go into his studio, and then he just sat on the piano and just played whatever. Yeah, you just like you hear the bass and the drums and the bass, boom, 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 and then you just hear this. That's funny for five minutes. And yeah, it's like, but it goes no. on for like 40. And it's yeah. like, oh, God. Like, so, jazz okay. standard, it had to be you. On on that note, speaking of that kind of humor. Yes. I, I have been so excited to speak with you out loud about the fact that you watched Space Goes Coast to Coast oh, for the first time. Oh, boy. Yeah, I did. <laughs> talking, talking about about dating yourself the very first guest of space goes coast to coast very first one susan powder (laughs) do you remember Uh susan powder who oh man it was really 1994 wasn't it everybody who is susan powder so she was a air quote fitness guru oh she had a she had a very she had a shaved head yes okay yeah, and she she her things were you have to move and you have to breathe, and it, she she was a con artist. It was just it was a con, yeah. and so she's yeah that that is that I the one is that, it is it Susan Powder and Bobcat Goldweight? Is that the first episode? No, um, no, different comedian. Oh I man, fast forwarded through. I most I love of, I that that show. That's an that alienating show, like, show. That is. Oh man, because, I don't. Like, I don't think I've ever loved a show like I love that. It's show. like that show is like an inside joke, but it's in every episode. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, am, am I supposed to get where? Yeah, this is like what's happening here. <laughs> Have you ever seen the one where Space Ghost just follows an ant the entire time? 
He's oh, like on the, the TV show on the like the screen or he no he starts he starts the interview and an ant like walks across the floor of the studio, and he's like, "What's that? What's it doing? What's that ant doing?" And Zorak's like, "What? Where are you going?" And he gets on all fours, and just follows it, and then he follows it out of the studio, out on the surface of the planet, and then out into a desert, and then into a forest, and it goes on for thirteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just stops. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say the show is bad. <laughs> I am gonna say I don't get it. Oh man. Hey, okay. There's Here's one. Part of my problem. You know what part of my problem is? I watched Space Ghost when I was a little kid. Right. Yes, you know all these characters, too. So I'm, like, waiting for them to, like, okay, so it's Space Ghost, and now he's a talk show host, and, you know, so no. when, are, when no. are the Wonder Twins going to show? No. 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 No, blip, no blip here. No blip. I uh, right. I don't get yeah. it. Is he actually? Uh, then, then, I don't, I'm like, but then he seems to, act because the guests are responding to him? So are they in on it? Or, and so, then the Bee Gees were on, and they were talking about cheese, and I was so confused. I didn't it know why is, this... It, it, the way the interviews worked is that it's... It was, at the beginning, it was like Ali G. Like, they didn't, or, like they didn't know, but by the end, it was more like Between Two Ferns. Between Two Ferns, okay. But, but, like, the thing is, is all of these things, like Jiminy Glick, Between Two Ferns, all of these things came after Space Ghost. Right, like, right. So what between two ferns is funny. Funny. So what they would do is they would do the interview, and Space Ghost was actually talking to them. But then Mm -hmm. when they aired it, they would put all of the responses out of sequence and change a lot of what Space Ghost says to them before they answered. Right. That that's what I thought happened because it's like the the. Questions don't always line up with the answers. No, and sometimes they do, though. Or sometimes the like qu- like the answers line up to a question from earlier. Oh man, oh, God, I love that show. I I swear to God, everybody, we're gonna stop just like talk like three people on a podcast being like <laughs> cartoons. You ever see this one? Uh, we're gonna talk about actual topics. Um, okay. Uh, Susan, like, have you? <laughs> here's the thing. Don't pretend this isn't. Like pretty standard continue content. This is t- this is this is like, this is rock solid. This is fucking continue podcast. This. this is continue podcast gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't pretend all, we're better my, than this. My all time and like the thing is, is I guarantee you at one of the events we've covered, Susan, you've heard me say under my breath, seemingly to no one, Ah, yes, my documentary. Oh God, yes, I many <laughs> many many times. Right. That is from Space Ghost. That is, that okay? So there's, <laughs> there's an episode where they come in and there's just a beached shark sitting on the floor of the studio, and Moltar and Zorak are like, "What's with the shark?" And Space Ghost is like, "That's been there the whole time, the whole time we've been doing the show. That shark has been there, and it's not just because we're now sponsored by Old Kentucky Shark Whiskey." <laughs> And so they then, like, they do the interviews, and in the middle of it, a bear just wanders through the studio, and no explanation, and Space Ghost's like, what's the bear doing here? And Moltar goes, allow me to show you this, and he just lifts his handle, 
and like nature footage starts and Space Ghost goes, ah, yes, my documentary. <laughs> no, no. Now, Susan, now you've seen it. Now you know why I'm like this. I saw that show at the age of 13 and I was like, that's how to live. <laughs> this is a manual for how to be. I like Brack. Brack doesn't really become a character until later, though, does he? No, Brack. Brack doesn't come in for like till like season four. Like the, he shows up, but it's always like just to run around and yeah, like he doesn't say anything. And then Danny's oh my god, it the Brack show. <laughs> Brack's great. The Brack show is too linear for me. Like, <laughs> you prefer that? To <laughs> you yeah, like the Brack show is like they're non-Euclidean like, time like can, and space. You can you can here. understand what's happening. It's that does not. No, thank you. Sir. Well, the, Bra- the Brack show is structured like a sitcom. Yes. Except yeah. it's Brack. Uh, oh, man. You guys just want to call it? Let's just go watch Let's watch, watch some. <laughs> I was watching home movies the other day. Oh, that's, a, that's a great so, show, too. There you go. That's another H. John Benjamin uh, classic. Oh, yeah. McGurk. Two characters McGurk. in that show. Yeah. Um, okay. Video games. We've actually <laughs> been playing them. The Aqua Teen uh, Hunger Force golf game. Oh, man, yeah. No. Susan, Susan is the only one of us, though, who's been playing something that is new. Although, I wouldn't even say that it's new. Because it's just pretty Jaws PlayStation 2. No, you've been, play, you've been playing Maneater, which yeah. some people, people are excited about. Yeah. <laughs> Finally! Well, I, I I've f- been waiting for somebody to have that reaction. I feel I, like the, the, the reaction is either like, hell yeah, or Susan... I don't, I don't understand why people are like, ha yeah, I'm not like trying to be like, mm, well, uh, you see, back in the day, like people are like, yeah, that's awesome, you get to be the shark. They made a Grand Theft Auto clone for PlayStation 2 called Jaws, yep. and you're Jaws, yep. and it's amazing. Yep. There's a story that is hilarious and great. Yep. This game was made 14 years ago very well. Anyway, so you've been playing this this shark game. Yeah, I okay. Yeah, what it why why? Why do people care? Uh, okay, so people care because you two reasons. One, in order for the story to progress, you have to eat people. Mhm. And two, you evolve things like electric teeth. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can right. get behind that. Yeah. Way more so, in. Okay. Way so more in. Yeah. So here's 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 the shtick. Okay. And and it is it is the presentation is like a Discovery Channel documentary. Like one like a Deadliest Catch or something where they where people talk the characters talk to camera and they mm-hmm. have the little like bugs in the corner like the hashtag like, you know, shark bait or or whatever. And that is perfect. The the whole shtick of that there's a guy doing voiceover of the shark stays in its natural habitat until it's about like that so it's it's shark week in video game form but funny but really it's but really really funny because the the main your the main villain is this guy scaly pete he's a shark (laughs) hunter and you know now i'm so i'm increasingly sold on this game and, you know, and he from the bayou, so he talked like with a big Creole accent and what he does. So he just he just hunts sharks. He hunts and kills your mom. <gasps> oh, no. And then Pathos. He, he strings her up on his boat, 
And then he's like, oh, look, she en famille. And cuts her open and pulls you out. You're this Whoa. little baby. You're a little baby shark. Do, 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 do. He cuts your fin so it'll scar so he can recognize you when you grow up. Tosses you over the side of the boat. And game on. Now you are this little baby shark. Do, 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 do. And you have to uh, grow up, get older. You got to eat other other fish. And then there's it's, a, it's an open world game. It's a, you know, you have to do missions. You eat a certain number of kinds of fish. You got to kill a particular th- that fish in particular. You uh, gain different kinds of genetic material as you go. And there are 10, eight or 10 bounty hunters who once you cause enough of a fuss, once you eat enough people or destroy enough boats or whatever, one of the bounty hunters will start looking for you. And when you kill that bounty hunter, you unlock an evolution, like the electric teeth or extra health or whatever. So the game is eat fish, get strong, eat people, (laughs) kill bounty hunter, evolve so that ultimately you can have your revenge on the guy who killed your mom. This sounds, I mean, like, uh, uh, now it doesn't just sound like Jaws. It sounds like Jaws plus deadly creatures for the Wii. But, <laughs> uh, but without Dennis Hopper as the uh, Southern Jaws. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, wow. there you go, Dave. That, that has, you enjoying that? Oh, um, wow. I unlocked something. I forgot Dave, about everybody. that game. Uh. You got to be a rattlesnake. You got to be a rattlesnake and a big old spider. Yep. So why are you not enthused? Because uh, this sounds pretty uh, like it could be good. Because uh, for one, and I don't really hold this against them because you've got no arms or legs, but the controls kind of suck. What you need to do, because to eat people, don't know if you know this, people not normally underwater. (laughs) <laughs> so to eat the people, you either have to beat yourself and grab them, which is fun. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Flopping around on land and grabbing some drunk frat boy while he's barbecuing is pretty great. Yeah, that sounds cathartic. Yeah, that's it's real good. But uh, the bounty hunters are on boats. So what you're supposed to do is... Start swimming up to the surface, breach, grab them, and pull them down. Like, jump over the boat, grabbing this person, or jump onto the boat, and yum, 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 yum. The controls, at least I find, frequently get in the way of letting you do that. Hmm. Um, when you get to the surface, you start to, uh, they call it's called knifing, where you're fin, you know, you're like, do-do-do-do, you're fin. So it, lots of times in trying to race to the surface to breach, I end up just knifing. And then I have to, there's another button you have to hit to go back under. So it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. Hit a button, go back into the depths. Okay, let me try this again. It's just very, very awkward. It's, it doesn't feel fluid. There's lots of button presses in order to swim up from the depths, jump out of the water and grab somebody. There's just a lot that doesn't, work really really well it never feels good Mm. you're aware at least i am aware of the controls at all times and then it's just really repetitious yeah go over here eat 10 barracuda go kill that alligator no wait now go kill that alligator hold on 
brand new alligator for you to kill. A third alligator. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's that's the problem. Like, don't get me wrong. I l- love the presentation of it because it's so funny. And killing the people never is boring. It's just delightful because they're all assholes. Everybody in this game. Like, okay, you know, like when you had the lake of the, the, the party at the Lake of the Ozarks and all the, it happened. Okay, so in the, in, the, in the time of coronavirus, when we're supposed <laughs> to be social distancing, the second the quarantine got lifted, like hundreds of people flocked to the Lake of the Ozarks and had a big party. Douchebags. <laughs> that is every single person in this video game. That's awesome. That's right? that's deeply satisfying. You're like, yeah, right. nom, 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 nom. And eating them Shh. is great. But it's got to, it, it has to feel good first. Yeah. It has to yeah. feel good first. Yeah. In my head, did you, did you, did either of you guys play Jaws Unleashed way back I in the did, day? I did, but I mean, Jaws it's Unleashed been a minute. played well. It, it actually played very well because it was made by, oh God, now I can't remember uh, the weird name of the studio. Uh, but they're the people that made Echo the Dolphin. For, oh, that explains uh, that. Yeah, it's Appaloosa the same. Interactive. Appaloosa, thank you. Appaloosa Interactive. Composed and by Tommy Tallarico. Yeah, the Appaloosa <laughs> knew what they were doing to make underwater movement feel yeah. fucking rad. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It feels like that was a known quantity. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not saying, like, lift... Co- I don't make video games. I'm not going to tell you, like, how to make your shark, your digital shark move, but, like... Make the shark move better! It, it, Do if it! People could, if people could make the shark and the dolphin feel good on a one analog stick machine 20 years ago yeah. with Dreamcast, I don't think it should be a problem now. Like, here's an example. Okay, you're, sw- you're, you're underwater. You gotta attack this fish mm-hmm. that is mean. You, if you, I think it's pushing the stick, you target him. Mm-hmm. Great. It doesn't stay locked on. Oh, not even in the options? Like, no. it, can you toggle that? Oh, that's no. bullshit. No, like the second it's out of sight, oh, your lock-on's gone. Well, then what the fuck is the point of the lock-on? What's the point? Yeah, that sucks. That's that. to help me with the camera. So, Man. yeah, no. So, yeah. yeah, it's great concept. Like, really good. A little, a little too repetitious, but honestly, I think the repetition would be fine if it just felt better. It also almost sounds like something that would be better if it was given a untitled Goose Game or Donut County level of structure. Like, it sounds like it would be really, really entertaining if it was like a couple hours and that was it. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, and it's, like, it's, yeah, keep it, it's kind of Keep big. it tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, probably be true. I, I want to I be clear that uh, people are probably like, oh, duh, bro, when was the last time you played Echo the Dolphin on Dreamcast rose-colored glasses? If you must know, I played it yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Person listening at home that talks yeah, like that. My, imag- my imagined, like, commenter bro who's listening to our podcast. <laughs> Nobody who listens to this podcast actually... Yeah. Is that, no. That's not that person They're doesn't like, exist. Yeah, we know you played it. They're like, like we know you played Echo the yeah, Dolphin yesterday. I did, know though, we know like, you played the Sega CD version of yeah. Echo the Dolphin yesterday, and really <laughs> liked the cutscenes. I was. Can playing, we talk about I, the music in that game, please? So it's great. Good. It was so it was good. fucking great. The Dreamcast, the Dreamcast Echo the Dolphin, 
is it's so funny. I just playing it, the movement feels so good, mm-hmm. but like you really wish there's that second analog stick to control mm. the camera. Because like when the camera's agreeing with you, swimming feels so good. It's so fun to explore. Uh, uh, and it's also like that's a game where, you know, you don't really want the shark game that's truly open world. Like, Echo the Dolphin, you feel like you're in a big area. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Endless Ocean, or Aquanauts mm-hmm. Holiday, mm-hmm. like these other awesome scuba diving games, you feel like you're in a really big place. You're not. It's 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 not really that big. Abzu like, was the same way, I think, too. Yeah, Abzu I, I great. I will say, Maneater, the map... A, you can fast travel. But that's cool. All right. Which is which is there are grottos uh, all over the map, and you have to find them. But what you do, you can fast travel to them, which is praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the map is very good because every, I mean it's underwater. Everything looks kind of the same. But uh, yeah, so so I'm a person who gets lost a lot in video mm-hmm. games. I did not have that issue here. That's cool. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I. It seems like one to pick up, like if you if you got a hanker and pick it up for twenty bucks, uh, ten yeah, bucks. This yeah, also sounds bucks, like sure. something. I think Man Eater will be like in every humble bundle yeah. forever. Xbox like, Game Pass, so you can boot Xbox, it up for thir- yeah. thirty minutes there you ago. Go. Like okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, I, your money is better spent on. Other things. Get a PS2 and Jaws Unleashed. Just, just get go. Jaws Unleashed. Jaws Unleashed. Ten dollars. You can get it for ten dollars. It's real good. I think just I might. Do do. I think I might do. That's that game is tight. It is funny. It's very good. Deadly Creatures is more expensive though. Everybody. Everybody wants. Oh that yeah, Dennis. that one's yeah. That Dennis Hopper action is. He's not. Crazy. He was not cheap. <laughs> but like all the paps and huffable <laughs> oxygen that he I'm had. I'm trying the time. to remember the game I had that he was in with Grace Jones. What? what? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It, was for, it was for the 3DO. Hell. Oh my something? god. Oh yeah, I played that motherfucker. Yes, I did. Uh, Hell, a cyberpunk thriller. That's it. What? Yep. Yep. Dennis Hopper, Stephanie Seymour, Grace Jones, dystopian <gasps> FMV light point and click adventure game. What? Uh, hold on. I don't exactly want to buy a By 2095, America has become a fascist theocracy. Two government enforcers are forced to join the underground resistance movement after someone orders the secret police to kill them. What is happening? Is Dennis Hopper the hero? Is he the good guy? Oh, no. Or is he, oh, no, 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 no. Does, does he turn people into Goombas? <laughs> <laughs> the de-evolution machine! <laughs> uh, Susan, this is weird. I feel, I, I know that it might seem like an odd leap, but you and I have been playing very similar games uh, for the past week. I have been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for Okay, okay, so... Switch. so so I played two. Oh yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. So it goes. It goes like this. It goes Xenoblade Chronicles. That is what this is. This technically this a is game the Wii that game. came out. This came out. Okay, because I tried to play the Wii game and the controls sucked, so I stopped. Well, now, me too. <laughs> so it wasn't just that though. Like. This was one of the first JRPGs that attempted to do uh, a truly Western-style open-world structure. 
of like oh, big, yeah. big, big, big maps and yeah. uh, like quests and very all MMO of that influenced. Very MMO influenced. Uh, like the Xenoblade Two for Switch, like there's a linear story path, but there's the the areas are way bigger than anything okay. you see in Xenoblade Two. Like way, way, way bigger, and uh, way more quests. Like you just get fucking like you go into town. There's like thirty quests waiting for you to pick up, and they're like all very fetchy. Oh boy. Uh, so the reason that this is a similar thing to Man Eater. Is it's not like I, I'm not gonna bore everybody with like talking about like the story and premise of Xenoblade Chronicles. The Monado. I guess, guess, yeah. The, the Monado. It's wrong. It's, it's a magical sword called the Monado, and everyone oh, talks no, like it's, this. It's the Mechon. Oh, now we need to get them out of here. Yeah, it's. Oh, they, they, it only came out in the EU. And Nintendo of America wasn't going to release it. Here. Like, do you remember Operation Rainfall? Hearing about that, Susan? It was like a f- <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, the fan thing to like, we're going to send a bunch of postcards so Nintendo will listen to us. And it worked was- twice against all odds. No, it worked all three times. They wanted three games. We got them all. It was Xenoblade, Pandora's Tower, The Last Pandora's Story, Tower, and The Last Story. We yeah. got them. Uh, they're all pretty good. Uh, but I, I have tried to play Xenoblade Chronicles three times over the past okay. decade. I tried I picked it up on Wii when it came out in 2012. I picked it up when it came out uh, on 3DS about six years ago. You tried to look through and, all the fog. Right, through <laughs> all the fog. And like that's the thing. People are like, this game is so good. I was like, how can you tell when everything sucks ass to get to the game that exists in there? The Wii version, the controls were fucking yeah, terrible. They were. You could not. It did not help that the controller itself, like the classic controller, also bad. Also bad. But like you know, even if you had, uh, I had like one of the really good uh, 4A Games Pro controllers that are were basically the 360 controller that you plugged into a Wii remote. I tried. I gave it the old college try. Still terrible. Uh, the voice mix in the old Wii version was like all the voices were really loud the entire it's the monado <laughs> it's right Andrew time. house Andrew I'm really house feeling is here it. for an amazing adventure and like it does my most hated thing in all anime bullshit games which is everybody just fucking natters the entire time in every fight and they all have their fucking battle cries there's a guy named Ryan and he yells it's wine time it's wine time 90 like people who gave this game a 9 out of 10 you're a fucking moron I don't know what is wrong with you that you could tolerate this punishment that this game doled out I gave it 12 hours the game's like 3,000 billion hours I don't know I fucking bailed no absolutely not tried to play it on 3DS absolutely not fired it up on the Nintendo Switch I am 8 hours deep and in heaven what's different they just it's just options. It's ah. just it's just the most robust, delicious. It's like when you go to a deli and it's like the kind of deli where it's like clearly the menus have been there since 1975. It's not like five menu items that give you a hardbound book. And they're like, <laughs> what do you want? You want lobster thermidor? You want a New York egg cream? Do you want a bagel that your mom cut in half for you? You can order whatever you need because this options menu has it all. 
I can just turn off battle voices. Oh, and nice. Leave them, leave them on in the cutscenes, so people still talk like human beings. And when I now I just now I just go around and fight, and that's fine. And now it in the old version, in the Wii version, you would go, you'd go to town, you'd get one quest from one person. That person has like twelve quests. And then you would go out there, you'd wander across the land for an hour, listening to some burk yell, it's rhyme time! It's rhyme time! The entire time, you'd get his, like, fucking 12 wolf heads or whatever the dicks that guy wanted back in town. You'd bring it to him. And then he'd be like, go get me 15,000 more wolf heads. And you'd have to go back over and over and over again. Now, in the Switch version, you can get every quest from one person all at the same time. Oh. And then, when you go get them all their wolf heads out in the in the, the, the endless green fields of paradise, the quest just ends when you get them all. You get your nice. money, you experience, you don't have to go back for shit. It's amazing. And all of a sudden, I get it. There's this incredible role-playing game with beautiful music and great art great direction it's like incredible world building like it's it's a fascinating like it's un it's unlike anything else it's basically like, like it's so it takes place it's like these two warring gods died on on earth but yeah. they're like thousands they're, of feet yeah, tall they're co they're continents there are the god like god and the devil fought on the like, it's like a Native American creation myth, but instead of all turtles all the way down, it was fucking Gundams. Uh, so yeah, like so like, yeah, so that's not yeah. This is yeah, okay. It's yeah, like you, you the gods of the world were fighting, and then they killed each other, and then they people lived the, on them. Then people lived on them, like like life evolved on them. So as you're wandering yeah. through the game. It'll be like, like, but like, you know how in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's like you're on like the animals, like the continent-sized right. creatures. This is just giant god mechs that go up into the sky. And the beginning of the game, you like leave the first town and it's like, all right, well, you're on the shin. <laughs> now you need to wander up to the upper part of the shin. And it's staggeringly big like to get across the field like do you remember that horrible area at the beginning of dragon age 4 where or dragon age 3 oh rather? the hinterlands the hinterlands oh, yeah, that nobody ever left right? the hinterlands and we're like god this, <laughs> this game this, this game's terrible like just your average area in xenoblade chronicles is like twice the size of the hinterlands there. but isn't that like too big well i do not like I'm still going across this field. So exactly. And like, especially back in the day when it had that horrible controller, doing it was miserable. Now it's just like you're cooking. You're cooking across the fields. Like you're just going through, you're you're you see a check mark, you go over there, you punch a robot in the face until you've got its robot guts in your pockets, and then you can go about your business. It's just seamless. And it's one of the few times I've ever played a game where you have a huge open world that is gorgeous and it just takes every boundary out of your way. But it also gives you the option. It's like, if you want the boundaries, they can still be there. You can absolutely do it. And right. it's, it, it's no different than like if man eater just let you, you know, not have to worry about, 
getting this many bounties. Like, if they could cut down that time, if they could cut down, you know, uh, the, the, like, all right, well, let me breach automatically, rather than, like, if right, I get within, right, right. just allow you to tweak those things, it would be so much better. And, I mean, I, I, obviously there's another uh, fantasy open world game on the Nintendo don't, Switch. Don't. It certainly came to mind. Stop it. Playing. Well, it's the, the team that made it's that. It's the same developer. Same, same developer. Yeah. But And and all I was going to say was the sequel to that game that has been, there are trailers for, I'm now very excited for. Oh, Because okay. there's there's a, a, a level of circumspection in this game that is greatly appreciated. I did want to ask you guys, has there ever been a time, I mean, like, <laughs> Susan, I know that, you, unlike Dave and I, tend not to just fucking punish yourself when it comes to your entertainment. <laughs> but have you ever like gone back to the well to try a game that you hated the first time because you know that they've changed something in the re-release? Oh, hmm. Hmm. Because like I, I always I, knew I that have... there was something there, but now I can tell and now I can access it. I I I can't think of anything, any games that I've done that for, but mm -hmm. I have gone back and tried games that I've hated because I thought maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace to enjoy them at the time. Sure. Because that happens. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but no, I, I, I can't think of any, any game that, because if it's something so broken in it that it turns me off, like, no, I don't want to... Yeah, because if because there, there has to be enough else in the game, you know what I mean? Like yeah, because the 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 nattering in Xenoblade Chronicles two. The the because they do the same thing in battle. Yeah, but you can turn yeah, that da, 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 da. off. You can turn you can turn it off. But you can turn it too. off exactly, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, only da, 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 reason. The only reason I picked this up was that I ended up loving Xenoblade Chronicles two so much. That I was like, oh, man. And, oh, that's the other thing. They put it in an easy mode. Like, so oh. you can, like, you, the standard difficulty in the original Wii Xenoblade Chronicles, like, it was punishing. Mm. You had to be using, like, every single level of the mechanics. And, like, Xenoblade Chronicles, like, the battle system is, I would say, twice as complex as what you saw in 2. And oh, two wow. was 2 was two ridiculous. 2 is complex. Yeah, yeah, it's complex. 1 is... Like, if you're not... Like, it's one of those ones where, like, you have to stagger enemies and all that shit, and if you're not mm. doing it, then you're screwed. Got but, it. like, you can kick it down. It's, like, easy and then, like, just casual. Like, it's... Mm. Oh, man. It's so good. I <laughs> I am... I am enamored with it. I'm wondering Did, if I should pick it up. I, I, uh, given how much you liked to... Really and how frustrated you were with the roadblocks that two put in place at the end of that game. Yeah. I think, I think you would be thrilled by okay. this one and the, like the deli menu of options. Dave, have you ever had that? The, the, you've gone back to a game because they've, they've given it a, another coat of polish to get you in. I want to say yes, but like nothing is really coming to mind right now. It's going to bug me because like, I, it'll be, it'll be like, 11 o'clock at night, I'll be about to go to bed and I'll text you and be like, that's the one. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edited in post, but yeah, no, like there've been times when I've gone back to like 
like with HD re-releases or or whatever when the they add everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I finally finished the Kingdom Hearts games with those HD things, and I'm like, oh okay, I don't need to play these anymore. Um, I think. <laughs> Uh, I think Persona 4 might have been kind of the biggest one because I remember really liking it on PS2, but man, that game, uh, like, it, they're long. They're long games, yeah. and Persona oh. 4 uh, in particular is pretty punishing. Uh, and then it came out on Vita, and I was like, oh, I'll give this another shot, and really enjoyed it because they, you know, they tweaked the difficulty, they put more stuff in it, they, mm-hmm. and it's portable, so you can. Just turn it off whenever you want and come back to it. It's great. Persona, Persona 4 Golden is just a perfect game. Uh, and I will say, I so when Persona 4 Golden came out, I was like, I really want to play it again. I really want to enjoy the story, and I want to explore all the social links that mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I ever played a Persona game on the very easy setting. And, like, that's just, you just auto through all the fights. Like, you never have, you you don't have to pay attention at all. It's not like Persona 5 where you still have to, like, play. Uh, It still took 52 hours. Like, just the the story of Persona 4 Golden is a 52-hour game. (laughs) It is, it's a lot. A lot. I, on Persona 5 which I played on normal, but it ended up being too easy, as we discussed on a previous podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, I breezed through that game, and I wasn't even finished yet, and I think I got to 75 hours. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So... Did you play... Did you you finish Royal? No. No. Because you know why? Because I got through the, the last... You know, the ship, which is the next to last dungeon... And then I'm like, oh, right. Oh, no. This. I got to go through that. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Su- Susan, did you see, I texted you this earlier today. Uh, I did see that, yes. Yeah, that they're, they, un- like, that uh, the old, ye old uh, hackers found a deleted scene from Persona 5 Royal that's all the adult confidants getting together. Uh, yeah. Dave, did you watch this? I didn't. I, I haven't had a chance to see it. Every, all of them get together. It's the doctor and the the congressman, and so um, the cop, the lady detective whose name I can't remember, and uh, Joker, the dude who's Joker's caretaker, like gather everybody together, and it's like the fortune teller, <laughs> and they're all like, "Oh, you know, it's amazing that." You know, we all knew this amazing kid and, you know, um, your your caretaker, your uncle is like, I wanted to get everybody to sort of celebrate because they did it. They they conquered evil. And I know that you guys know about what he's been going through. And I was watching it and I was like, so is he going to like confront his teacher for sleeping with his adopted son? (laughs) (laughs) This is an intervention. Is he gonna? Is he gonna say to the adult woman who's the authority figure? But she does, and like part of me was like, I wonder if like this is even Atlas was like, we should cut this. Yeah, <laughs> this is too much for us. Because the teacher confesses to him, she's like, ah, I borrowed money from him, <laughs> which is like, if that's what you call borrowing money, I don't think that's what that is. That's not think- what. The, no, that's not what they call that. 
That's not. I've it's I've not had I've had friends ask for a loan before, and they did not come <laughs> to my home dressed like that. It did or, not involve a maid costume. They never did my laundry either. In your was, bedroom. This is some different shit. <laughs> Going to my dad's creepy coffee attic. That didn't happen. Uh, speaking of creepy coffee addicts, uh, Dave Roberts, tell me about that Tron Bon. You've been playing. You've been playing the weird Mega Man games. The yeah, good Mega Man games. the good ones. Yeah. So like, I've been. I've actually been streaming these. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Continue Podcast. Like, follow, subscribe. Um, actually, I think you have to say smash that smash like the, button. smash that like button. Ring that bell. Uh, <laughs> like the disco song says. Anyway, so I have been playing weird Mega Man games. So I never really had sort of an affinity for Mega Man like a lot of people do. Like I played a few of them growing up on the NES. I had Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. But like one of my friends who's been popping into the chat uh, as I've been streaming has been playing every single Mega Man game. Cause, oh, wow. And uh, it sounds like a nightmare. And, uh, I mean, like more all power. Of them? Like all Super of them? Adventure all of them. Like, like, going through the Legacy Collection one by one and knocking them out. And, like, God, he played X7. So, there's that. Uh, so, like, yeah, I just, I, I never really had, like, I knew the formula. It's okay, you get the robots, you fight the robots, you get the powers. And but, like, the game that really made me fall in love with Mega Man was Mega Man Legends. And it's mm. nothing like the, the original games. Um, nope. I mean, other than, you know, like you're a dude in a blue robot suit. That's it, though. That's about it. I, like, you have a buster is, cannon. They, they are canonical. They're, yeah. they're in there. They're yeah. part of the story. Everybody but, knows that the story is what matters in Mega Man. <laughs> right, yes. That's, that's the, you know, that's the one thing that people come for. But um, replaying the first game made me remember like why I like that game so much. Um, yeah. Cause like, you know, you, you have these games from your childhood that you really like and you go back and play them and you're like, Oh, I don't know, man. Mm. Uh, but no, this one is like the, con- I think the controls hold it back from being an all time great game. Cause it is okay. like, it is an awkward game to play. Like uh, basically the first thing that I do when I turn the game on is switch it. So instead of turning on uh, the D pad uh, or instead of strafing on the D pad, I turn on the D pad uh, because otherwise it's just like, this is this, my hands are garbage. Uh, But the structure of that game, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect PlayStation game. It's like six to eight hours long. Everything has a purpose. Everything, like you feel like when you get in and play and explore its spaces, like you're doing something, but you're never in them long enough to feel like they're outstaying their welcome. Like all the dungeons, they're they're really dense and they're like multi-layered and they're very interesting and they're full of like lots of little secrets that you're running around and finding. Uh, but they're all like 10, 15 minutes long. Yep. Like it's, yeah. it's. And then you're going right back to town. You're, you're right, right back, back to, town, to town, upgrade your stuff, uh, do a mini game or whatever, and then go right to the next dungeon. And like, it's really snappy. The characters are great. Like Tron is hilarious. Uh, the way that Mega Man responds to Tron is hilarious. Like to the, all the Bond family is just, it's great. Loved it. It's like 
game of the summer, you know? Like, it's just that kind of feel. It's just, like, blue skies. Yep. Fun time until the last, like, 30 minutes when it turns into Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um... (laughs) 1997 fucked some people yeah, up in Mega Japan. Man, Mega Man Legends and Mega Man Legends 2 can't stop themselves from being Japanese games from the late 90s. So, like, like that's the thing. So, like, the, the plot is is that you are diggers. You go to these dungeons where these, like, ancient ro- the Reaver bots are, like, ancient robots from ancient precursor civilization. Uh, yeah, and you yeah. find these crystals, and the crystals are their, like, refractor cores. They provide energy, and you can sell them for money. That's uh, how you make your money. And as you're going around, the, there are rumors on this island that there's the, they call it the mother load. It's like the, the, the huge crystal that's buried somewhere on this island. Everyone's looking for it, including the Bonds, who is this renegade group of pirates uh, that just, they like, they just I, suck. They, they suck. Just like, they, suck they, they, they're great characters, but no, they're really bad at it. They're so <laughs> bad. Uh, and their, ar- their army of little Lego servants. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. So it remains kind of like a light sort of adventure romp. Like you're going into these ruins, you're finding crystals, you're fighting monsters, you have your run in with the bonds and the music plays and it's great. Um, and then you find out that the real secret of this island is not the mother load. It's that there's this ancient computer that when activated turns on this satellite that has been orbiting the planet and is going to destroy all life on this island. Of course it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, and if you knew your Mega Man lore, you would know that that satellite is a remnant of the Maverick War with uh, X and Zero. And I hate you so much. <laughs> I cared about that shit so much, though. <laughs> I cared about that shit deeply. I didn't even play Mega Man Legends when it came out, but I made sure I knew the story. Because <laughs> you, you needed the what context to go into. You? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't have. I don't have, okay. a, I don't have an excuse. All right, okay, but yeah, okay. like, but the thing is, like, that doesn't show up until the last thirty minutes, and then the game's over, and it's like right back to like you know comical mm-hmm. ending. Uh, and the game itself too, like the the voice acting is really good, especially for its time, especially for Great. Mega Man games that came out the same goddamn year or like yeah. the year before. Like Mega Man Eight was right around this time, and you have a character going, "Doctor Waiwi," oh, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so like th- that. Um, Susan, you never heard Mega Man Eight voice acting. Uh, Dr. White not. literally no. sounds like that. Michael Mayer, you need to get Dr. Wawel Castle <laughs> now, otherwise I'll go have the evil energy. And it's, that's not an exaggeration. I'm not doing like a bit. That's just what he sounds like. Yeah. And like the fact that, that this also came from Capcom and is still, like it's, it's, it's still cheesy. Like it's like 90s cartoon level quality, but that's way better than anything that they'd done before. Um, it, it's great. Like, go play it. It's it's not even that. Like, it, you could find a disc of it. Like, it's it's six one, bucks. One it, is very affordable. Yeah, one one, it's very like affordable. like twenty, thirty bucks for a physical disc. Six bucks on PSN. Go play it. You'll have a great time. Have you? Pl- Can did I you play st- it on my PS4? You cannot. No, you because, can play it on your Vita. 
Yeah, you can play it on your Vita. And it'll feel great on your Vita. Where's your Vita? <laughs> Vita means life. This is this is very disheartening to hear. Actually, Susan, I, just dude, I just, moved. Okay, yeah. Ago. Susan, so. just like like tonight. Make sure that like you can't hear the central air. Make sure that the TV's off, and then just like listen. And when you hear like, <laughs> just follow the air horn noises, and you'll find your Vita. It's always there, waiting, yes, waiting for you. Um, but yeah, so then I was like, okay, well, let's keep this train going, and I'll play Misadventures of Tron Bon. Yes, uh, which. Very expensive for a physical copy, but it's on PSN for PS3, also like six or eight bucks or something. So there are ways to play it that won't cost Mm -hmm. $150. Charming, because like it's all about the about Tron. It's a prequel. You um, you're basically like uh, Tiesel, the like the head of the family, got in trouble with uh, some loan sharks trying to build the big ship that you end up blowing up at the end of Mega Man Legends One. Oh, oh dear! Um, but he builds this big ship, and then loan sharks are like, "Hey, you owe us a million zenny, so uh, we're gonna uh, kidnap you." Um, and then Tron has to pay the debt off, and so it's like. A collection of mini games. There's like a puzzle mode, an RPG mode, a oh, uh, action they're mode. They're all really cool too. Yeah, like, the, it, like again, the controls aren't great, but there's enough variety that it's like it's it's the, interesting. And the on top of are that, also way better, dude. They're they are better. better. Yeah. Um, but there's also because you're Tron and you have your serve bots. You've got your like there are 50 serve bots on this ship. And they all have their own little individual personality. They have their own stats, and you can level them up by training them. And you can give them gifts to unlock their latent abilities, which you can then use to to send them out on missions with you. It's cool. Um, And it's it's a fun time. And then I loaded up Mega Man Legends 2. Talk about a kick in the nuts. Oh, no. What? That game is perfect. No, it sucks to what? play. I hate it Wait, so much. What? It's unfun. So they lean in to the Evangelionness of the ending oh. of one. Oh, they do really hard. Uh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Like but there are characters so well. that were never in the first game show up, and you're suddenly like, who the fuck are these people? Why? Like, wh- like why does everything feel like? really important now like this is like you realize this is like a comedy game right like i played two comedy games and now like like and and the bits with the bonds aren't funny like they're not as charming yeah Um, that's accurate that's accurate and then the dungeon design doesn't feel as good and they added status effects to attacks so enemies will hit you with like shock damage or fire damage, and you'll just, like, if you get hit with fire, half your life is gone. Unless you have, like, uh, an item that cures you or whatever. Uh, or but, if you get good. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I just want Like, it's just one of the, and, like, because the controls still, like, again, they're better, but they're not great. And so, like, I'll go in a room, and there will be a robot, and it'll hit me, and I'll get shock damage, which means you can't run for shit. And then the robots will just keep running up to you and hitting you, and then suddenly you're dead. Uh, and it just, I feel like Mega Man Legends 1 was very easy. It's a very easy game. Uh, yeah. It's very breezy. 
you can just like as long as you're upgrading your stuff properly, like you'll stay ahead of the curve most of the game. Mega Man Legends Two okay, just punches properly, you. Properly, is it obvious what's properly or? Yeah, yes. yeah, they're okay, not. Okay. They, they they are not complicated games. Okay, okay. Yeah, but whereas this, it's like okay, so I'm buying the health upgrades because I have the money. I'm buying the what like the weapon and the armor, like the upgrade. I'm I'm engaging with the systems and I'm still getting my ass kicked, and mm. um. Like, I was watching, like, I was sitting there, like, I died on this. Um, there's this one mission where they're, those, like, bird robots are attacking this, like, it's like Cloud City. They're, like, these cities that, like, mm-hmm. appear out of the ground uh, very high up in the air. And it's being attacked on these three different platforms. I got to the third platform, and it's, like, you have to blow up this ship while it's constantly spitting out bird enemies that are trying to blow up this gate. And you can't blow up the bird enemies fast enough to then also attack the ship. And I'm just like this, like, am I doing something wrong? I'm like, I feel like I'm not like nothing's clicking. And then so I die. I'm sitting there on the stream, like looking at the game, like, do I want to play this some more? And then it loads the demo reel (laughs) and it shows this underwater dungeon which is literally you running at like quarter speed because you're underwater and enemies just like coming out of nowhere. Be- like on this demo reel, the enemies come out of nowhere and beat the shit up, out- shit out of Mega Man. And I'm just like, I don't want like life is too short, yeah. <laughs> especially for a game that ends on a cliffhanger with no resolution. It's one of those moments where like the English language sort of fails us. Uh, because there's not like a perfect singular word for the experience you're having with Mega Man Legends 2. And uh, surprise, surprise, there's a great German word that just encapsulates all of the emotion. It's get good. Uh, I would recommend... Shut the fuck up, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair to Anthony, this like the one time that he's allowed to say get good is any game made between like 1995 and 1999. It's true. It's the only time. All right, so... Oh, I'm sorry. I play Persona on easy, but you should get good at this Mega Man game. (laughs) So, I had a very weird uh, coming to the Mega Man Legends games. Uh, I did not play them back in the day. Uh, I just wanted to know the story. (laughs) But then in 2008... I was like, I'm going to do it, finally. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there, and I'm going to make it happen. And I picked up all three like in like a bundle on eBay and just got them all. Oh, yeah, be- before they turned into yeah, like before, $200 like, video games. Yeah, at the time, they were just like, you know, 20 bucks each. Nobody wanted them. And I tried to start with Mega Man Legends. And it, like, it, Dave, you're underselling it. That game controlled. It is hard to acclimate to those controls. Yeah, like un- unless you played like, it back then. Yeah, it is. Th- these are bad controls, and you can't you can't even get to a point where you can like map things to the second analog. Yeah, stick. like so. The thing is, like a lot of the enemies, especially the big bosses, require you to strafe around them in a circle because they're doing yes. this like 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 huge like a uh, bullet hell type, like spin moves and mm-hmm. like swiping at you. So you need to keep moving. There is a lock on 
But you can't like, move yeah, while no. you're locked on. Oh. It's, yeah, it's as it's as pointless as the man eater lock on, Susan. It's it's got it. Terrible. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so which I, they fixed in the later games. Well, yes. So that's why I shelved one almost immediately. I got through like the first two dungeons and I was like, I can't fuck this. And then I just put them all on the shelf and they just stayed there for a couple of years. And then fast forward to 2011 when they announced three. Oh, my God. For the, for the 3DS. 3DS. I was like, all right, well, now I'll try it, but I'll just skip one. And so I just played Tron Bon, which is so delightful and something that you didn't mention, Dave, and that I think is like amazing about uh, this game from the year 2000, The Misadventures of Tron Bon is about one woman in a family of dudes who all of a sudden is free of being around the dudes, and her foil-slash-best friend is a woman who's in a police force and is constantly being put down by all the dudes around her. And it's about them, like butting heads and coming together and having a great adventure, which is to this day unusual in any game uh, and is wonderful and delightful. And so I played Tron Bon and then I played Legends 2 and I thought Legends 2 was like playable, fun, easy. Like the fact that you were like, it's miserable to play. I was like shocked because I found it so accessible and delightful. It is a little... It's a little Vincent Valentiny, tonally, uh, every now and what again. What does that mean? It means it's a little goth heartthrob, little goth oh, anime gothy. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but man, I yeah, I, I just I don't know. Like, love that game, and that was only that was only nine years ago. It's not even like back in the day. Maybe I'll, I don't know. I'll, I maybe I just need some space with it. But something about the way that those. I'm sure, like, people... You can reach out to me on Twitter and tell me how bad I am or what I need to do to fix it, but, uh... No, no, don't believe Anthony's lies. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, no. I'm full of shit. Susan's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels so self-serious. And... Like, I get why they went that direction, because it's like, oh, we introduced this mystery, and it's like, well, now we have to make good on it. Yeah. Um... It but also man. has like a very weird ending. It is a very, very weird ending to Mega Man Legends 2. Yeah. Because you Mega Man fights the like evil robot that has been left behind as like the guardian of this satellite thing, and he cha- like flies in a spaceship to the moon where the control station is, and then the spaceship breaks and Mega Man's just stuck there. Stuck on the fucking moon. And the they haven't made a third game, and they probably yeah. never will. They never will. He's just stuck up there. And like Tron Bon and his sister Roll are trying to build a ship to go get him, but nope. No. Never. I g- stick with it, man. Give it another g- give it another shot. Maybe I'll play like, it off the stream. Yeah, it's I, I it's good. It's I think it's still good. Again, it's I guess I haven't played it in nine years. Maybe I'm wrong. But because <laughs> Susan Susan's letting me know that I'm wrong, everybody. Uh, you're not wrong for listening to this show, though. You're a good well, human being. I mean, you're not a... You, you make questionable choices, but I like them. I think they're wonderful choices. Uh, Dave, who are the Patreon backers who caused this show to happen? <laughs> uh, it's your fault. Every uh, fortnight. Yes, uh, if you go to Continue Podcast... or cont- God, I'm so tired. <laughs> 
Patreon.com slash continue podcast. Um, you can help support the show um, and be a backer. And I'll give a special shout out to our backers uh, now. Uh, Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Thierry Belair, Ryan Mance, Pete, Olmec, Adam Gauntlet, Double Taco, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom Coveney. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. You're wonderful human beings. If you are one of the people who listen to the show and don't back us, we like you too. Thank you very much. And I mean, please, we don't like you as much. No, no, no. In but fact, we talk, well. just talk shit the entire time in these special backer sections. You just miss it because we're just talking shit. No. But if you join uh, us, you, you'll be you in on it so and yeah, you can right. shit on everyone else. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you do back this show, which guarantees that we can do things like buy copies of Maneater and Xenoblade Chronicles, guys, we're not we don't review video games for a living anymore. Uh, we buy them using the money that you give With us. Real human dollar. I I just bought that board game game on the Switch. It's nice. Oh, oh yeah, God, I want that games. so bad. I want it real bad. Yeah. It's uh, it's man, it's what my brain needs right now. <laughs> I just want to pl- just play war against the computer. <gasps> oh, and win. Yeah, you're speaking my language. Yeah, I need that. I need Actually, that real bad. guys, should I get that? That sounds like that might fall into. How much is it? Forty. It's Forty bucks. It's Walmart expensive. has it for thirty-two. That's, that's if, if you want a physical copy, but yeah, it's forty. I feel like this is something you get a digital copy of because you're gonna want it on your just, Switch yeah, at, yeah, all you're times. Out, out at all yeah, times. Yeah, this seems like it might be. Dangerous. It's got online multiplayer. I might, I might not get this. That sounds like. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's okay. It's not like Pocket Card Jockey. There's like normal card games. It's just normal card games. Just normal card. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, guys. What if I get like in that mahjong though? That's it. All right. Never mind. (laughs) Can I just tell? Speaking of, I desperately tried to find a decent mahjong game on mobile. I'm like, I just want to play Mahjong. That's yeah. it. I just want to, like, and not like real Mahjong, just like matching the tiles just, and yeah, making Mahjong, them like yeah. that. Just like that version of Mahjong. Windows oh, 95 well, Mahjong. Did, there you go. Yes. Did there you look actually, it up under uh, Shanghai? Because I think that's the name uh, of that, that variant been, of. That's a smarter. No, I did not. I did not think of that. What I wanted was there was a really, oh, now I'm really dating myself. There was a game called Mombasa for Apple. <laughs> that was, it was based, it was an African themed uh, Shanghai game oh, and cool. I loved it I played the crap out of it and that's what I wanted I'm like I just want that just give me that it's just comforting just give it to me wow it was so hard to find um, so yeah so I'm excited if this is that'll fill this yeah there's, there's, it's, there's a Mahjong Solitaire on there and it's got a bunch I'm of de- levels okay that's it done I'm downloading uh, that right after this podcast uh, I'm just because of the vintage of things that we're talking about. I was recently reminded of this this past week. Another thing that I played, and this is a public service announcement to everybody: Ski Free, <laughs> the game yeah. Ski Free. The man who created and coded the original Ski Free maintains a web browser version that you can access whenever you want. He ma- ported it to Flash. And then he ported it to HTML5. 
he does it whenever he needs to. (laughs) Whatever he is called. The guy that made Ski Free is going to fucking keep you swimming in Ski Free for all time. Just Google Ski Free and it's just such a goddamn delight. That That's a man who gets it. Little abominable snowman still comes out and gobbles you up. <laughs> so good. We need the dark and gritty reboot of Ski Free. We need no, we Zack don't. Snyder's The Snyder Cut of Ski Free. No, no. <laughs> Stop. Oh, boy. All right, that's, you can follow us on Twitter at ContinuePod. You can follow Dave's streaming uh, antics at twitch.tv slash ContinuePodcast. And uh, Dave, where can people follow you on the internet? On Twitter at David Ro- Robots. David, David Robots. Robots. Roberts <laughs> for Robots. That's... I'm tired. Oh, guys. buddy. <laughs> Susan, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, and very soon... What? 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 We talk about it? Uh, when does this come out? This Monday. will be out on Monday. This Monday? Monday slash Tuesday. I think we can do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, It should be next Friday, the 12th, two days before my birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, We will be launching the very first episode of Long-Legged Beasties, a horror movie podcast that I will be doing with Brian Crescenti and Adam Sessler. Whoa! Everybody bring, listen bring. to that shit. <laughs> oh, wait, there's your Vita. Yes. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's in the closet. Yeah. Like, so follow, I'm, subscribe. I'm... Like, follow, subscribe. You will be able to find us on Patreon. Uh, I'm not going to bug you guys to back me there because you're already backing me here. So thank you for that. But yeah, it's, it's, we've done a few episodes already. It's real fun. What we do is we put horror movies in their proper place every week. We pick a different movie and we decide what genre of horror movie it is and it's it's led to some really cool discussions stuff that uh brian and adam both horror fans as i am and they give me new things to talk about to think about and and they bring up ways that they've intuited things they've intuited from the movies that would never have crossed my mind and it's just a really really fun way to talk about horror movies other than like oh wow those effects are really cool Susan, what is the first episode about? What's the movie? The Thing. Yes! Ooh. Yes! <laughs> yeah! Right out of the gate. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and, and that conversation went places I did not expect it to go. I thought, well, it's The Thing. Duh. Obvi- it's obvious what kind of horror movie it is. Duh. Mm. Maybe the, not. Th- the Thing has uh, the only thing that I ever need in any horror movie. Wilford Brimley? I, I'm, ne- I'm never satisfied unless Wilford Brimley destroys a room with an axe. That's what I want. And it's yeah, either, that's fair. It's either that or Ewoks Battle for Endor. Those are the only two games in town. <laughs> uh, fucking awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Are there, are there uh, social handles that you want to point people to? Not yet they're coming they're coming they're coming they're coming this is i mean i'm giving you guys a sneak preview because you're loyal listeners and i appreciate you so very much but we i mean there'll be a whole thing you know where we're like yo long-legged beasties and stuff like that there you go everybody uh get excited and follow at susan art for the updates 
Uh, otherwise, we'll see you in two weeks, nerds. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>